Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Can you imagine that happening today? Like someone like come knock on your door like, hey, can you feed me? And you're like, no. And they're like, I'm going to kill your whole household. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) What? So this week we are talking about Abigail and Abigail is a woman that I feel like there's not a lot known about her. And mm. um, we pretty much just have one chapter in the Bible about her. Um, and not a lot of people really do studies on her. I don't think I've actually done a study before mm-hmm. on her. It's just kind of like a fact, like we have memorized for Bible classes, like Abigail was one of David's wives. Like mm-hmm. that's like pretty much mm-hmm. all I knew about her before this. Um, but I was reading some about her and her stories, like when you break it down, she really shows a lot of wisdom in the decisions that she makes. And her story p- takes place in 1 Samuel chapter 25. And I'm not going to read it because it's like the whole chapter. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a little summary about it and they will, we'll get into our study. So the first thing that to note about her is in verse 3, it says that she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. And other versions use the words discerning or intelligent in place of good understanding. Um, so she, it, the Bible straight up says she was an intelligent woman. Um, she was married to Nabal, which is that's how we're going to say it because we don't know how to really say it. <laughs> so she was married to Nabal, and he was a very rich man. And this is during the time when Saul is trying to kill David. So David, you know, he has he has men with him. He's not alone. He has you know people that are helping him in this cat and mouse game with Saul <laughs> and so um he's you know going around the country and he, um they were kind of camped out in this place and they actually helped this guy Nabal out like his shepherds like they were kind of protecting them and so in return this is like a custom and just kind of common courtesy um to that Nabal should have like kind of taken them in and like thanked them and given them some food and stuff um but when David's servants came to him came to Nabal he just said, I don't know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, and David, he had been anointed already. You know, he was anointed king. Um, but Nabal's like, I don't know who David, the son of Jesse, is. And he's like, no, I'm not helping. <laughs> <laughs> and so David kind of gets mad. And he's like, I want to kill Nabal and everybody that works for him. <laughs> and so Abigail hears about this from a servant. And she has to act quickly because David, I mean, they didn't, I don't know if they knew when David was coming, but I mean, it could have been any time. And so she takes, gets a bunch of supplies and food and takes it out to their camp. Um, and she, so she gets off her donkey and it says that she fall, falls on her face and bows before David. And this is like showing a sign of humility. You know, she's not being confrontational. She's very, being very humble towards him. And she asks for forgiveness because her way of her husband acted. And, um, but Abigail tells, she, I think she professes her faith because she says that David's household will be made great by the Lord. So she knows she can already see the type of man that David was, which of course we know he's referred to as a man after God's own heart. So, and Abigail sees this immediately. She sees that he's a man of God. So David, like I said, was won over by this and he accepts the food and the gifts 
and sends Abigail home after their conversation. And so she goes home and her husband's having this like party and drinking and so he's drunk and it says he was married, which I guess that's how you get when you're drinking and having a good time. <laughs> but she doesn't tell him about her meeting with David. She waits till the next morning and it's, the Bible says that his heart became like a stone. And then 10 days later, the Lord struck him and he died. And so when David finds out about this, he sends for Abigail and he marries her. Um, so that's kind of her, her story. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the wisdom and decision-making that she showed and how we can kind of apply that to our lives. So Abigail, she had a very short window to act. She had to assess the situation and decide what she needed to do. Should she stay silent? Because, you know, a lot of times I'm sure they women weren't, you know, they didn't speak out about mm -hmm. stuff. They were just expected to just, you know, you know, take care of their house or whatever and not, you know, go out and try to fix things like this. Um, but she had to decide quickly and decided, you know, she, she needed to do this to save her household. So she was taking care of her household, I think, by doing that. Um, so she showed great wisdom by her actions. You know, she recognized that David was a servant of God um, and he was going to be the next king. She recognized her husband's rude behavior towards him. Even if he wasn't going to be the king, you know, he was still acting rude. Mm -hmm. um, and she tried to avoid the conflict. You know, she went in not being confrontational towards David. She tried to find some way to keep David from killing everybody. And she put her wisdom to work by offering David a gift and just being very humble. And, you know, she didn't blame her husband. She did say, yes, he did not act appropriate, but she didn't like she wasn't really rude towards him at all. I don't feel like, you know. Um, and because she acted this way, she was blessed by God, you know. Because it said God struck Nabal dead. So, you know, God blessed her by getting her out of that toxic relationship. And then she married someone better. You know, she married the king. She married Nathan. So, what do y'all have about Abigail? Yeah, I have, um, I, I took three different I don't know, lessons from this story. Um, the first one that stood out is like how hot-headed David was, you know, whenever he got no for an answer. I mean, you know, um, he just was ready, like you said, to go mm -hmm. kill the, everybody that worked for Nabal. He was super dramatic about it, yeah. too. He's like, by morning, no man shall, you know, shall be alive. And it's just like, I mean, that really stood out to me. But then when you think about it, like, we're kind of, we, you know, we may not want to go kill all the people that work for somebody or like likes this person, you know, but, you know, if somebody says something and your emotions get the best of you and you just blurt out what comes to your mm -hmm, mind, yeah. I mean, that gets you in trouble, you know, you, you, um, you say things and you can't get those words back, yeah. um, or you make someone feel a certain way and you can't get that back. And, um, you know, it's just so powerful and, um, of course, David couldn't have got, if he would have went through with those actions, he couldn't have got that back. And, you know, and but it just reminds me of this verse, um, James 1, verses 19 through 20, where it says, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. You know, that's just so important because when you listen first and just let yourself like, you know, think about the, you know, how you're feeling in that moment and kind of relax and then act on it. You know, you're much more of a wise person and you're, you're um, you know, the actions that follow will be a lot more healthy. Um, and then like when Abigail came to David, like you were saying, she was so humble and she was just like, she had the solution. She had, she like you said, she, quick, she thought so quickly, was like, you know what, this is how I'm gonna fix it and I'm gonna go 
and I'm going to take this food and I apologize for my husband's actions. And, you know, she was even like taking the blame almost like, you know, blame me, not all those people, you know, me. And it was just, it was just very powerful the way that she came about it. And, you know, like we should be that friend um, that, you know, Abigail was to David in a, in a sense, you know, to, to be like, you know what, maybe you shouldn't do this, you know, because she was even saying, like you are going to feel so much guilt for causing, you know, this bloodshed on my people. Um, you know, it's, there's no sense in you doing this, you know, um, Nabal is who Nabal is, you know, but don't go killing all these people because you're going to regret it one day. And so that's how we should be, you know, as a friend and later as, you know, spouse, um, you know, to be like, you know what, I don't think that's, that's smart to do. Um, and just go to them in humility and just for, con you know, concern for their well-being like Abigail did. Um, and then, you know, David, when he comes back with the, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, you know, everything's changed. He was about to kill a bunch of people and he's like, you know what, thank you, Abigail, for coming to me. I mean, he starts thanking God for Abigail and thanking God for um, her advice and her wisdom and, you know, and, and just... I think we should, we should learn from that as in like, you know, be thankful that you have those friends that keep you on track. And if you don't have anybody, you know, look for that friend, find that friend that will keep you in line. Yeah. Sometimes they may step on your toes and hurt your feelings, but in the long run, they're just trying to, you know, help you, you know, and, um, keep you from doing something that you will one day, you know, regret. Um, so it's really dangerous. Like when you surround yourself with, yes men you know mm -hmm. when you just get a friend a friend that just tells you whatever you want to hear just because mm -hmm. you know they are scared that they're gonna lose you as a friend you know true yeah. friendship you're able to talk with that person and help them because just having people around you that say yeah you just do whatever you want everything mm -hmm. that you do is great is not going to help you. It's not going to help you grow. Um, there's many a times in my life where I, I needed a better friend that was like, you need to stop doing that because right. that's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, so be that good friend and have mm -hmm. that good friend. For sure. I'm glad I have those good friends. <laughs> Savannah's real quick to be like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing about Abigail, you know, I just think that she's just a fixer, you know, um, like we already kind of mentioned, um, but you know, I feel like I'm definitely a fixer. I was a fixer from birth, I think, mm -hmm. because I was a middle child. So, you know, older sibling, you know, younger sibling rivals, you know, you just jump in there and just try to find the solution. That was just a part of it, I guess. <laughs> but, um, um, but you know, you can give someone so much advice, you know, you can, you can be that fixer and come to him and be like, um, you know, here's the solution. You can see it clearly from the outside. You know, yeah. it just seems like yeah. in the in those situations, you're like, this is what you should do, you know. But it's on them, just like Abigail came to David with that good advice and that wisdom. But it was David's choice. David had to choose inside him to be different, to change his attitude and not go kill all those people and decide, you know, to um, to show mercy and. You know, it's just like, you know, if you're struggling with, with a friendship or, you know, some other relationship or the big family or whatever, and you're trying to give them that advice, you know, um, don't stress and worry yourself over, you know, 
you know, am I doing enough? Am I telling them the right things? How do I explain the way that I see it? Because ultimately it's their choice. I mean, you can tell them all day long, but the most important part is just to be there for that person and pray for that person, knowing that you told them what, how you felt, you know, yeah. and then, um, you know, hope, hopefully they'll make that right choice as it is up to them. Yeah. That's um, one quote. I don't know who, who quoted it, but um, one thing I say to, like my residents when I'm doing behavior management with them a lot of times they get in conflict with each other and I have to kind of be the middleman and um what what I say to them most of the time is you know we can only control our actions we can't control the actions of other people mm -hmm. um the world would be great if I could just control everybody and take over <laughs> the world but um you know that's not how it works but you know we can only control our actions and our responses to things um and definitely when your emotions get in it kind of can cloud your judgment for sure mm -hmm. so um part of wisdom is being able to set your emotions aside and look at it rationally yeah sure um so the bible does talk a lot about wisdom um solomon which is david's son he understood wisdom because God came to him and said, I'll give you anything you want when Solomon was king. And Solomon could ask for all the money in the world, all you know, whatever he wanted. And he asked God for wisdom. And God blessed him with everything else, you know, he could have ever imagined because he asked for wisdom. He made such a good request. Um so Solomon wrote, I mean we're pretty sure Solomon wrote all the Proverbs, right? I think there's some. There might be some, the maybe. I don't know. But he's kind of the I guess Main author. Main author. Um, so I'm just going to read a few because there's a lot. There's a lot of other verses in the New Testament and the Old Testament about wisdom. But these are just some I picked out. Um, Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. So I, mean, the, I think Abigail exhibited that you know, very well. 18.2 um, says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. And I feel like we see a lot of that today. You know, you have just people just shouting things, you know, not taking a second to think about what they're saying. They just want to get out their message. And, you know, so I think it goes with what Marina was saying about, you know, thinking before you speak. Mm -hmm. um, There's a quote from a, an anonymous author that says, knowledge is knowing what to say and wisdom is knowing when to say it. So yeah. um, there's a lot of quotes out there about how wise people are often silent. Mm -hmm. um, 3 verse 7 says do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil you know that's just talking about keeping the knowledge and wisdom of God in you instead of trying to you know sometimes figure things out for yourself or do just things just for yourself um, 833 says hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it so what Ava was saying you know, listen for instruction, listen for what's going on, and then before you jump in with your own kind of conclusions, I think. Mm -hmm. um, 335, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be on the legacy of fools. And 4 verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously wisdom and, you know, understanding and knowledge, you know, taking in situations and making good decisions is something that's very important in your everyday life um, but also very important to god yeah and when i was looking through a million quotes about wisdom um so many of them were talking about how you know wisdom comes with experience so with that you know 
we tend to think of older people as being wise because they have so much life experience. And um, Oprah Winfrey has a great quote that says, turn your wounds into wisdom. So what I take from that is, you know, learning from your, from your past experience. You know, you can make mistakes, but don't make the mistake twice. Because um, insanity, the definition is... Uh, Doing the same thing over and over. Doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different result. <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So if you keep making the same mistakes and you're saying, well, you know, I'm just building my wisdom. You're not applying your wisdom because if you were wise, then you wouldn't be doing the same thing over and over So um, there's... You know, wisdom is something that you kind of have to build. It's not something that you just kind of inherit. There's another quote that I liked from Ivan Panin. I'm not sure who he is, but I like his quote. It says, a wise man has his thoughts in his head and the fool on his tongue. So the fool is the one who is saying everything that he's thinking, you know, and the wise man is the one who keeps his thoughts in his head and like we said earlier knows when to say it um so i think part of part of wisdom is knowing that you don't have to like try to convince everybody else how wise you are you know people mm -hmm. are going to recognize that if if you're wise you know and people may know that you have knowledge but you demonstrate wisdom you don't tell people that you're wise um so i think i mean we make decisions every day of our lives you make decisions what you're gonna wear how you're gonna do your hair you know we decided not to wear well, that. we all decided on that <laughs> so you know some things may seem inconsequential you think it's not going to have a big effect on your life overall us deciding to wear leopard tonight is not going to have a huge effect on your life um some others you know some other decisions are more serious you know we're going to go to college, where you're going to work, you know, who you're going to marry, those kind of who decisions. Who you spend your time with. Who you spend your time with, your friends. Those are going to have lasting, you know, consequences or good outcomes. Um, you know, sometimes we have time to think about decisions. You know, you have time to look at all the possible outcomes and consequences and pray about it before you actually make a decision. Or you may be like Abigail and have one night before somebody's going to come in and kill your whole family and stuff. <laughs> Um, so sometimes you have to decide quickly. Um, you have to make decisions like in the moment, you know, a friend or, you know, classmate or someone offers you, you know, a drink or, you know, smoke or something like that, a drug. And you have to make a quick decision. You can't go, now, okay, if I do this, mm -hmm. what is going to be the lasting effects? You know, you have to say, you have to make a decision. Am I going to go down this path or am I going to stick to, you know, my standards and, you know, say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And um, this actually, I read this verse in my Monday Motivation, if you watch that. Um, it's Philippians 4, verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So Monday, you know, I talked about how you can compare your thoughts to these things, but you can also compare your decision-making because your decisions are going to come from your thoughts. The way you think is going to impact the actions that you pursue, and it's going to impact, you know, the life you're going to live eventually. So, you know, compare any decision you have to these things. You know, 
like I said, some things are inconsequential. You know, I don't have to say, now is this shirt noble, pure? <laughs> shirt? Maybe I should Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, Maybe. You know, it's not like a huge thing. But yeah, a lot of things, you sh if you're thinking, should I pursue this? Is it in line with what God wants me to do? Um, so wisdom and decision making are very important things that we have to do all the time. So anything else <laughs> no, that's good. okay well we hope you enjoyed this and have a good week and always remember to be kind be humble and get wisdom bye, bye.